Thanks for tuning in to the Crew at UGA podcast. We are so glad to have you with us. Crew exists to call students to know God, grow in their faith, and go to the world. If you would like to get more connected with Crew at UGA, or if we can help you in any way at all, go to the show notes, click on the link, or follow us on Instagram at Crew at UGA. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crew at UGA podcast. I'm Kyler, a staff member with Crew, and with me again today is Alan. Now, Alan, this is our first episode after Fall Retreat, and so we've got to talk about it a little bit. Yes, we do. So, gosh, it was such a blast, wasn't it? Like, it was so fun getting to be around our Crew students again. Yeah, it really was. That was very fun and refreshing. I, I don't think just for us, but for everybody. Right. I had a blast. I yeah. had a blast just seeing people. But you know what I had even more fun is seeing our students love each other right that was such a highlight we have the greatest students ever we really do (laughs) we really do i'm sorry i don't mean to boast but all you other ministries out there crew students are the bomb yeah but all our students they just have such a good heart such Mm -hmm. a good attitude just watching our students love one another and just want to be together Mm -hmm. all day long it was just like they couldn't get enough of each other i think at the end we were almost like forcing people right. to go home yeah. it's like okay we're done now we're done. <laughs> you, you can quit loving each other and right. playing it oh it was so wonderful yeah. i just i loved it i love seeing everybody i love that we had a beautiful day that was mm-hmm. really a gift yeah. and i just think the whole thing was a gift so if you were there you know what i'm talking about if you weren't there we'll uh, hopefully get you on the next pass that's right yeah i know i said this at the locations that um i was at but our student leaders did an amazing job yeah, planning that thing. Like they, really they executed did. it all, and they did amazing. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it was a ton of fun. Yeah, it was. Well, today on the podcast, we're going to be going into the book of Acts, starting our series there. Um, but before we jump in, I just want to remind everyone listening that this week is our crew-wide prayer week. And so we're not going to talk about it on this episode. If you want to hear more details, you can listen to uh, last week's episode, or you can find out details on our website. But you definitely want to be a part of our crew-wide prayer week this week. But today, we're, we're talking about Acts. And so, not only are we going to be talking about Acts on the podcast, though, for the next few weeks, we're going to be doing something together as a crew family in this book. So what is that, Alan? Well, so, along with the podcast, we're going to be doing an Acts reading plan. Mm-hmm. So for those who want to listen to every episode, but also want to go all the way through a book, we just thought this would be a good way for everybody to be involved and to make it more of a daily thing so it wasn't quite so disjointed. And talking to a couple of students even this week and just having them say, yeah, I'm trying to read through the Bible in a year or I'm having trouble figuring out what I want to do. I told them about the Acts reading plan. Yeah. And it just seemed like an exciting thing that we can all do this together. Like any students who want to do this on the same day, you know you're reading the same passages. Mm-hmm. You can talk about them. We can have a common language about what's going on. And even though we are spread out and disjointed and mm-hmm. we're not meeting all together, when we do meet up or see each other, at least we have this going on together. So if yeah. that floats your boat, if you are currently looking for something to do as you're reading, spending time in the Word, feel free to dive in on this with us. And I think the information for that is going to be in the show notes. Right beneath every episode so you can just click on that we'll have a document it's actually really cool we've laid it out so that it's either a chapter or half a chapter a day and every time you get to a tuesday when the podcast comes out the chapter you're reading on that tuesday Mm -hmm. corresponds to the chapter we're going to be talking about 
in this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I'm really excited for this. And, you know, for me, this isn't just something that as a staff person I'm telling our students to do, but I'm doing this myself. Like, I just finished reading the book of Matthew, and I was asking kind of God and myself, like, what am I doing next? Well, this Acts reading plan came at the perfect time. And so it's something I'm going to be doing too, and I'm pumped for that. And obviously, this isn't something you have to do, uh, but we definitely want to encourage you to do it if you're maybe stuck in your personal time with the Lord or you want to just do this with your crew family. And so we're excited for this. Yeah, that's right. All right, so Kyler, you're starting us out. Acts today, Mm -hmm. episode whatever number we are, Acts number one. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So obviously, this start at the beginning. We're going to be at chapter one. But what else are you talking about today? Yes, and so I'm going to be talking about chapter one as we get started for sure. But I think we've got to first talk about the book of Acts as a whole. Like, what is it? What's going on in this book? Who are the main characters? And and what can we see through the book of Acts? And what can we learn? And so as we start digging into this today, I want to point everyone listening to a super helpful resource. And so you may or may not be familiar with the Bible Project, but let me say they're amazing. And so they are a nonprofit animation studio that exists to help people experience the Bible as a unified story that leads to Jesus. And so the Bible Project, they make tons of different videos that creatively explain what's in the Bible. And they also make a video or a couple videos for each book of the Bible. And so for this podcast episode, I'm going to be borrowing a lot from their videos on Acts. And I encourage, if you're listening, to watch these videos for yourself. And there, there are only two of them for the book of Acts. They're about eight minutes long each. And in fact, these videos are going to be included as a part of the reading plan that's starting today. And so we're going to include those links in the show notes as well. Um, but be sure to check them out for yourself um, as we talk about some of this today. But for now, for us, let's talk about Acts. All right, so let's, let's get started. Acts. And so the book of Acts. The author of Acts is Luke. And yes, this is the exact same Luke as the Luke that wrote the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament. And now Luke, he was not an original disciple of Jesus, but he later became a follower of Jesus, and he became a co-worker with the well-known Apostle Paul that we're going to meet later in the book of Acts. And so Luke, he is the author of Acts. And so where does Acts get its title? What does that mean, Acts? Well, traditionally, the book of Acts is referred to as the Acts of the Apostles. So it serves as sort of a historical account of the early Christian church and all the acts that the apostles and the church did together to move the mission of Jesus along. But I think more accurately, this book, the book of Acts, should be considered as the acts of the Holy Spirit in and through believers. So you see, even though as we read the book of Acts, we're going to encounter a lot of key characters in this book, such as Peter and Paul But really, the main character of this story, of the book of Acts, is the Holy Spirit. And and we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit a little bit later. But what we see when we read the entire book of Acts is how the Holy Spirit acts in the church and through believers in unique and powerful ways. And so all of that brings us to Acts chapter 1. So that's where we're starting. So Alan, why don't you read some of that for us, starting in verse 6. Okay, so this is Acts chapter 1. Verses 6 through 11, and it says this. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, 
and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way you saw him go into heaven. All right. Great. Thanks, Alan. So what do we see here? And so in the first chapter of Acts, we see that Jesus, he's with his disciples for the very last time. And so and he's reminding them of who they are and what they're to be about as his followers when he leaves. And he tells them to wait for the Holy Spirit, which is really just for them a reminder for them because he's already told them back in the Gospel of John that he's going to be sending the Holy Spirit to them. But then in verse 8, what we saw, he says something. Jesus says something very significant to his disciples. He says, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so, Alan, why is this so significant for the book of Acts, starting here, and really where we find ourselves today in God's story? Well, see, the reason this is so central is because this really is an entire preview of the book. This Mm. is the essence of what the book of Acts is. It's a description of the start of the church. Mm. How do we go from Jesus and the disciples and Jesus present with us to an expanding church that is now a body of believers that is going to grow, that is going to be all over the entire world, that is going to uh, accomplish God's will, that is going to become what God wills it to be. That's what the book of Acts is about. That's the question that this book answers. And so what you see as the book of Acts goes on is how does this happen? But even more importantly, how does God arrange it in his will and his power so we truly understand what he's doing mm-hmm. in the kingdom age. Yeah. So when we think of the book of Acts, we should think of a drop of water coming down and hitting a still pool. What happens when that occurs? You see the drop hits and there are these ripples that go out, concentric circles like that, and they're, they're ever expanding. Mm-hmm. That's really the picture of the book of Acts when you read it all the way through and you see what God is doing. What the book of Acts shows us is the nature of the church and how God goes from the Jewish followers of Jesus thinking that they are the chosen people as they have been in the Old Testament, God's people, Mm -hmm. to coming to understand that it has always been God's will, not just for that one ethnic people to be his followers, but really for all the peoples of the world. Mm. Obviously, the Old Testament has talked about that ever since Genesis, when we see the nations first presented. And you can see prophecy after prophecy, especially in the book of Isaiah, about all the earth and all the kingdoms. All through the songs, there's all these statements about the whole earth praising the Lord. And yet, when the church begins, this was not the mindset. Hmm. Jesus as the Jewish Messiah was not really understood to mean, oh, he's the God of all the earth for all the Gentiles. And as we see this story unfold in the book of Acts we begin to see that God means, oh yes, not just the Jews, but also this people and also this people and also this people. And so that's the concentric circles that we're going to encounter as we read through the book. Yeah, absolutely. And so so like you said, like this Acts 1a is like a preview statement of what the book is going to be all about. And honestly, Alan, for me, it wasn't until somewhat recently that 
I began to see the book of Acts and read the book of Acts in this light. But it's just been so cool to see how the Holy Spirit works through this book in this way that you just explained. And so again, it all goes back to this to Jesus' original intention for his disciples in Acts 1.8 to be filled with the Spirit and to be his witnesses in all parts of the earth. Right, and you see that right there in Acts 1.8. It, it paints that picture for you because it says Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, mm-hmm. and the uttermost parts of the earth. Each one of those statements, Jerusalem being at the center and then Judea being the bigger province around it and right. the tribe around it, and then Samaria being further out and also being a little less Jewish, and then the uttermost parts of the earth. So in, in right there in that one verse, you're seeing at least three concentric circles, if not four, right? Right. But we're actually going to see even more. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so let's break this down even more of what we can expect from the book of Acts. And so I'm going to give a, a little preview of how does this ripple effect or movement happen in the sections of this one book we call Acts. And so what we see is Jesus, he prepares his disciples to be his witnesses in chapters 1 and 2. And then we see the acts of the Holy Spirit in and through the disciples in Jerusalem, like Alan said, in chapters 2 through 7. And so there is when we read about Pentecost. We see Peter and John's ministry and how they're being challenged by the religious leaders of Jerusalem. And then we see how this conflict just escalates to the story of Stephen. And then we see the acts of the Holy Spirit through believers to move them into Judea and Samaria in chapters 8 through 12. And so we're just moving through the book here. We In, in this section, we learn about Philip. We're introduced to the Apostle Paul. And we, we learn more about Peter's ministry. And then we see the birth of the church of, in Antioch. And so... We're already at chapter 13 now, and what happens from 13 to 28, we see the acts of the Holy Spirit in and through the church into all the parts of the world. And so we learn about the first international Christian missionaries, Paul and Barnabas, being sent out from Antioch. We learn about all the different places they went and the churches that they planted along the way. And what's cool to see in Acts is when we read it, we're going to meet a lot of the churches that are represented in Paul's epistles. Mm-hmm. And so if we were to keep reading our Bible in the New Testament, we're going to see the churches of Corinth. We're going to see Philippi. We're going to see Ephesus. And we're going to see others that he planted in this missionary effort. And we're going to see how the Holy Spirit then leads Paul to go to Rome. And as Acts ends, we're going to think that the story's over. But as we know now, the story has not ended. And so the acts of the Holy Spirit in and through believers, this story is continuing today in our lives as we now live out our faith. And so in our talks, as we go through the book of Acts in this podcast, we're going to try to highlight many of the key stories from these sections. And our hope is that as we talk about these things on the podcast, we hope to do three things. And so first, we want to fill in some of the gaps from these sections between each talk. And so we're not going to be able to hit every chapter, but hopefully we'll be able to fill in some of the gaps that we can't go through. The second thing we want to do is just explore what's going on in the section that we're studying. And then the third thing, we we want to connect that section to the overall story of Acts and continue to connect it to us in the present day. Right. And so this book speaks to us because, honestly, we're still in this book. Yeah. We're still in the age of Acts. It's, It's where we live. And that speaks a little bit to the purpose of the need to study it, but also why we might be going through it as crew at UGA, because when we think about doing this book, 
it's a natural flow from what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks. Remember, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the kingdom of God and how we live in the kingdom age between when Jesus came the first time and is coming back the second time. And then last week, you talked about the already, not yet, right? which is what this age is. The kingdom has already started, but has not yet been fully realized and consummated. And that's the book of Acts. The book of Acts is the beginning of that time period. Right. And so it is kind of a natural flow that if we've introduced those concepts on the podcast, we would kind of keep talking about that. So the book of Acts actually informs us about our own day, our own living, how we should be the church. So it's a great book for us to study. It's kind of a natural book for us to study as crew at UGA. And as well, yes, we, we are no grow go. We do love the go part. We've talked about that. But another thing that is an emphasis and is really important to us is the idea of the Holy Spirit and that we do not have power to participate in God's kingdom without being filled by the Holy Spirit. And that's something we want to talk about. The book of Acts gives us a chance to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So to that point uh, that Alan just made about the Holy Spirit, before we wrap up this episode, I do want to revisit Acts 1.8. And so like we've already talked about, the whole book of Acts is about the Holy Spirit's work in and through believers. Well, if you're listening and you've been in crew long enough, you know that that we do talk about the Holy Spirit a lot. And so as we talk about this now, this may just be a big refresher for you. But if you're new to crew, and if you aren't so certain about the Holy Spirit, that's okay. But we do want to help maybe fill in some of the gaps that you're experiencing as you think about the Holy Spirit. And so now I'm just going to talk a little bit about who the Holy Spirit is. And so first, the Holy Spirit is not a thing. The Holy Spirit is not a force, like the Star Wars conception of the force. That's not it. (laughs) No, that's not it. The Holy Spirit is a He. So the Holy Spirit, He is actually a part of the Trinity. So God, for always and forever, exists as three distinct persons. We have God the Father, we have God the Son, or Jesus Christ, and we have God the Holy Spirit. And though they are different from one another, they all share the same Godness. And so if the Holy Spirit is God, then what does He do? What's He like? Well, what's interesting is the Bible talks a whole lot about who the Holy Spirit is. And so here's maybe just a short list of what the Bible says. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. He opens our spiritual eyes and points us to Jesus. The Bible says that He lives inside of believers. He helps us to live as God calls us to live. He gives us spiritual gifts for the building up of His church. And He keeps us from running away from God. And so just think back with me when you first put your faith in Jesus. So whether you know it or not, the Holy Spirit was already at work in drawing you to God before you became a Christian. The Holy Spirit was active in softening your heart to respond to the wonderful news of the gospel. But then as you trusted Jesus as your Savior, the Holy Spirit began to live in you. And right now, wherever you are, whether you're driving in the car or sitting down listening to this podcast, right now the Holy Spirit is in you and He helps you to be the person God called you to be. The Holy Spirit teaches you what is true and He helps you to believe the Bible. He helps you to say no to sin and He helps you to follow Jesus every day. And though we don't always experience His power in our lives, the Holy Spirit promises to give us power when we ask Him. And so as I talk about all this, let's go back to Acts 1.8. Well, like we said, Jesus, he's with his followers, and he's getting them ready for when he's about to leave and go back to heaven. And he tells them once again that their mission as believers is to share the gospel with those who do not know Jesus. 
But before they go do that, what does Jesus tell them to do? He says, wait. Wait for the gift that my Father promised you. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Why? Why does Jesus do this? Well, it's because with the Holy Spirit, they will receive great power to be the witnesses of Jesus. And so, spoiler alert here, in Acts 2, God sends the Holy Spirit and the disciples were all filled with power. And it was only then that they were able to go and share the gospel and be his witnesses. And you see what's true for the disciples then is also true for us now. Jesus tells us that without the Holy Spirit, there is no way we can do what he calls us to do. There is no way that we can be his witnesses if we do not have this power in us and working through us. And I think it's important to realize that the Holy Spirit coming is that it's God with us. You know, Mm. you think about Jesus coming was God in the midst of humanity. But Jesus took a physical human form. He was one person, even though he had miraculous powers. And Jesus said, it's good for you that I go away, because if I didn't go away, the Holy Spirit wouldn't come. And what Jesus is saying is, how is God still going to be present with us? Jesus, the man, the physical human being, is not going to live for thousands and thousands of years on earth. Mm-hmm. Instead, he goes and the Holy Spirit then comes, but the Holy Spirit being a spirit can dwell in each and every believer. Right. Whereas when Jesus was here on earth, maybe only a few people could actually be in proximity with him. Now the Holy Spirit can be in everybody in the church. The Holy Spirit really is God in us, dwelling in us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I was in college, Alan, uh, I had a crew staff ask me, would you rather have Jesus as your roommate or as your personal discipler or the Holy Spirit living in you? And I was like, is this a trick question? Like, <laughs> of course I want Jesus as my roommate. Like, he can tell me what to do and, and you know, he can walk with me all the time. Do you think he'd keep up with his chores? I hope so. <laughs> I bet he'd do them all. Yeah, and he'd, then you'd he'd do like... my chores too. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was struck by that question. And, and this crew staff, he helped me understand what you just said. Like, it's better that the Holy Spirit comes because he can live within us and be in everyone who is a believer of mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's really good news yeah. that God is with us through the Spirit. It's fantastic news. Mm-hmm. And so so like I said, as we began talking about this, we talk a lot about the Holy Spirit and crew. And so if you stick around long enough with us, you're going to hear more about the Holy Spirit and the Spirit-filled life. But if right now you're listening to this and you have questions about the Holy Spirit, We would love to talk to you about it. Me and Alan, other crew staff, crew leaders, we would love to talk with you about the Spirit-filled life or who the Holy Spirit is. And so to do this, if you want to talk more, you can fill out the survey and the show notes, and we'll get back to you to have this conversation. And then also, if if you're going to do the Acts reading plan with us, odds are you're going to see stories about the Holy Spirit that may seem confusing, that may seem odd. But again, don't let that scare you. We would love to have a conversation with you, maybe about some of those stories. Right. And in Acts, one of the things that seems odd and confusing, I think, to people in our world here is that the Holy Spirit takes part in miracles. Mm -hmm. And honestly, we live in kind of a post-enlightenment world that still kind of looks down on that idea. But we're going to encounter that in Acts. And we need to understand the power of the Holy Spirit is not strange, and nor are these things strange. They have a purpose when we see them. One of those examples might be even in Acts 2, the very next chapter. That's the story of Pentecost, which, if you didn't grow up in a Christian background, it's a story where the disciples first receive that Holy Spirit that Jesus promises in Acts 1.8. And some miraculous things happening. It 
tongues of fire kind of come down. It's like there's some sort of glow or pillar of fire or some beacon right. on the disciples to physically show something godly and special is happening. And then it says they start to talk in tongues. And I think a number of you may have heard this idea of speaking in tongues. And what is that really? Right. Well, in the book of Acts, what this is, it's actually a work of the Holy Spirit with a purpose. In Acts chapter 2 in Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit speaks in tongues, he's not just uttering nonsense, gibberish kind of sounds. What's happening is because there is a Jewish festival going on, there are Jews from all over the diaspora in Jerusalem. They're from all these different countries. They speak the different languages of those different countries. And so when they are gathered together in Jerusalem, they aren't necessarily having perfect communication, but what is happening is when the Holy Spirit comes down and lands on the disciples, the disciples start speaking in the languages of these different regions. Mm. In other words, they're real languages. Right. And the people hear them speaking and they say, these men are from Galilee. How is it they can speak in the tongue of the faraway land where I live? Right. And they're all speaking a different one. And what this is, this is something in Acts that you see often, and we refer to them as signs and wonders, signs and wonders. Right. And the idea is that this is a sign pointing to something. It's a sign pointing to the idea that God has sanctioned this, that God says, I am here. This is true. This is what should be happening. And remember how we talked about those ripple effects? Right. Well, one of the ways that you see these ripple effects is this sign of the Holy Spirit coming down and people speaking in other languages points to this God sanctioning. And so what you see is here in Jerusalem, God is saying, yes. These believers, these disciples have received my Holy Spirit. The word they preach about Jesus is true. And Jews receive the Holy Spirit. But later we go to Samaria. And the Samaritans were people that the Jews looked down on and didn't like because of racial and some uh, outside breeding influences with Gentiles throughout history and different things. Well, they share the gospel there, and the Holy Spirit comes down and they speak in tongues. It's a God-sanctioning sign that basically says, yes, Samaritans too. Then later on, you see this with Cornelius, who's a person who's not a Jew. He's what's called a God-fearer. He's a Roman, but he's learned to worship the Hebrew God. And you see it then. And then later on, you see it with Gentiles. And every time, it's like God saying, yes, this people too. Yes, this mm. people too. Yes, even this people too. Right. And so the Holy Spirit in speaking in tongues is a sign. Now, some people talk about other places in the Bible and have different views about right. speaking in tongues or praying in tongues or something is devotional or something, and we're not going to speak to that here. But that's not what the book of Acts is doing. In the book of Acts, this speaking in tongues actually has a function, and it points to something. And so even though it may sound weird or seem weird when right. you read the story, it's part of a structure and a purpose and a plan that God is enacting, and we should pay attention whenever we see that. And we'll encounter that as we go through the book a little more. Yeah, that's all That's all really good, Alan. And so as we go to close this episode, I want to talk about some applications from what we've maybe seen and talked about today. And so the first application coming right off of what Alan said is when we read the book of Acts, we just want to be open-handed and we want to learn. And we, even though we may see things and encounter things that feel strange or weird to us, we just want to be open-handed and ask that God would teach us and show us um, what this maybe means for us as we are still a part of God's story. That's and so, right. And so I think that's the first application for us. 
The second application is, like we've already talked about, we would love for you to be a part of the reading plan with us. And so we would love for everyone in crew as a family to do this. And so again, you can find more details to the plan in the show notes through the This Week at Crew email or on our social media each week. The third thing, like I mentioned, as we go through the book of Acts, we're going to see this awesome ripple effect of the ministry and the work of the Holy Spirit and the spread of the gospel. So we're going to see this throughout the book. And I encourage you, as you read it, as you see it for yourself, ask God to show you how your life can reflect this ripple effect as well. So maybe think about it in these terms. What if Jerusalem for you was your inner circle? Maybe your friends, maybe your family, maybe your classmates, maybe your roommates. What if that was your Jerusalem? Then what if Judea was the community of Athens and the people that make up this town? And then what if Samaria was our region of the United States or the United States as a whole? And then what if the ends of the earth for you was our partnership with South Asia? And so as you read through Acts and you experience this ripple, how could God be calling you to be a witness for him in each part of your life? Not just one part, but in each part of that ripple effect of your life. And so what would this look like for you? I encourage you to maybe ask yourself that question as you read. And then the last application I want to give is I want to encourage you to rely on the Holy Spirit for power and guidance. We saw that in Acts 1.8. Don't try to do this by yourself. It's actually impossible for you and for me to live out our calling on our own. And we don't have to. Like God doesn't want us to live it out on our own. He wants us to rely on the Holy Spirit, to surrender to His power in our lives, and trust that He is going to guide us exactly where we need to be as we live out our faith. So, Alan, would you add anything to that? I don't think so. Those are three great questions, and I especially like the idea of what is my Jerusalem, what is my Judea, my Samaria, my ends of the earth, and to be concerned with the gospel going out to the ends of the earth and all the peoples of the earth being part of that family because that has always been God's aim and intention. So I think this is going to be great to just kind of help us think about that in biblical terms in terms of God's overall plan. So you did a really great job framing that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, everyone, thanks again for listening to this week's episode. I know we covered a lot of ground, but thanks for sticking with us. And if you need anything at all from Kurt UGA, fill out the survey in the show notes and we'll be in touch with you as soon as we can.